utilized to capture the raw prison experiences of ex-offenders who have now revitalized their lives and become productive members of society. I myself have had the experience of being incarcerated and it changed my life forever. Instead of allowing prison to break me, I use it to my benefit and it forced me to become revolutionary. And with that, I give you with time we can. Peace and blessings, good people. We back with yet another episode of With Time We Can. This week's episode, I got my good, good friend Hattie, man, from Trenton and Marsville, bro. Yeah, word up. <laughs> we grew up together, man. Hattie was always a little younger than me, but you know, that don't change the fact, man. This is a real brother, and he got a crazy story that I really want everybody to enjoy. And I'm gonna turn it over to Hattie, bro. So what's going on, man? Nothing, man. You know, just been, you know, just chilling, trying to build myself up. You know what I mean? That's what's up, man. That's what's up. So like, um, hey, man, I heard about your situation. You know, um, Hattie here, he actually beat a manslaughter charge. You know, he was innocent, was locked up on a crime he did not commit, and I just wanted to get his story on what it took for him to stay strong mentally physically and emotionally through that hard time. You was on house arrest for two years, right? Yeah. Yeah. And like, to, to begin with that, like how I stayed strong, man, praying, man, praying, praying helps you a lot. Word. It helps you stay firm, man, for real, through a lot of a lot of tough situations. Because yeah. a lot of people can't handle that no mentally. Right. You know right. what I mean? They, Sometimes stuff like that breaks them down. And you know, with our community, a lot of the, the justice system breaks a lot of us down mentally. You know what right, I mean? Right, Some people right. can't come back from that ever. Mm, that's real, man. So before we get into that, man, how about we just talk about your childhood, man? I know, you know, we from the same hood, but why don't you tell the viewers, man, how growing up in Trenton was like, man? What was your family structure like? Yeah, growing up in Trenton, man, it was, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's real poverty. It's, it's messed up. You know what I mean? You got some families who, who can cope with it, some families who can, you know, build their self up. You know what I mean? Things like that. Some families, it's real rough. I wouldn't say I grew up too rough. You, know, you can tell I had common sense. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, you know, my family was good. You know, I grew up with my mom in my life. You know, she's a very caring lady. She's strong. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. My father wasn't really too much in the picture growing up. Okay. Because he was doing his own thing down south. So, you know, stuff like that. All right, all right. So what about, like, uh, what part of Trenton did you grow up in? I, I grew up in, like, almost every part of Trenton, man, besides besides East Trenton, to yeah. be honest. Like, you know what I mean? The Wilbur section, North Trenton, South Trenton, West Trenton. I lived all them places. Oh, you know what yeah. I mean? We was moving around a lot. You know, it was, it was sometimes kind of hard. Yeah, to, I know. You know, afford one place to live. All right, cool, cool. So, were you, is it safe to say that you were like uh, involved in the community activities when you were younger? Were you kind of like ostracized? Yeah, no, no, no. I was, I, was, I was involved with the community um, activities, like, you know, recreational basketball, stuff like that. I right. want to say, like, I was hanging out. 
you know, being a being somebody that I really wasn't, you know, I wasn't like that. Okay. You know what I mean? I definitely was in sports. My mom didn't play that. I was, you know what I mean? I was actually, you know, I was one of them kids growing up where the street light come on, I gotta be in the house. Like, to be honest, you know what I mean? Me too, man. Me too. You know what I mean? I ain't gonna sit there on camera at like, you know what I mean? That I was out there. Right. I was whooping ass. Right, right. All right. So let's get into it, man. Um, so it seemed like you had a pretty decent life, you know, good kid, Mad City, like Kendrick Lamar say. Mm-hmm. But uh, so how did you get yourself caught up in this, man? You know, you know, like man, being out there, you know, struggling, you know, when you want something for your own, you try to asking your parents, mm-hmm. you try to asking your mom, to she bodies that, you know, eventually. You get a little older, you start to branch off, and you, you know you, you want to get it on your own now. Right, so, right. You know, right. being out there trying to, you know, what I mean, hustle and get my hustle on. That's how, that's how you know I, I started to to grow up and 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 you know get a little rough side, oh. you know, stuff like that. That's where the tumbles in the road came in. Okay, okay, oh, okay. So basically, what you're saying is you used to be out there hustling. On the corner, right, making right, your money, trying right, to make ends right, meet. Right. So, um, so how is that seen? You know, being in Trenton, hustling. Like, what types of things would you see on a nightly basis? Oh man, I mean, to be honest, man, it, that's a survival of the fittest type of thing. Like, it's no joke. Like, it's no joke. Like, nobody's really playing in the street. Ain't nobody playing. It's like real serious. So when you out there getting money. Late night, how they say, like, yeah, late night, them jack boys come out. They really outside, man. Yeah. Them wolves definitely come outside at nighttime, man. You know, you, you got to be prepared for that. You know what I mean? Either that or you, you going in the house early. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't had too many of them nights, you know what I mean? I was outside. Wow. You know what I mean? But, yeah, it's, it's rough. It's rough when you're trying to hustle and then, you know, you run into them type of hurdles in the road. You know, some people, it's gritty. Hey, you got some people who's raised up like that. You got some people who living out on the street for real, so they ain't got nothing to live for, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Some, some niggas is trying to feed their kids right then and there. Right. Like, literally no food in the refrigerator. Mm, okay. And you up against so much. Yeah. All right, so the situation happened. You go, you find yourself in a situation where you're faced with so many years incarcerated. Now... The mental part. Mm-hmm. So being locked up, knowing that you may not come home for another decade or two, how was that mentally? Like how how did you get through that part? I know you said prayer, but just walk me through like yeah. the first day, like mentally, what you was going through. Like like mentally, it was like when when you're a good person and you know that like everybody know you for really who you are. Mm-hmm. Mentally, you it doesn't really bother you too much because you got so many people in there that's getting your mind off of it anyway. You know, right. you're joking around. I mean, I want to say like half half of people in the workhouse like I'm I'm I don't went to school with them. You know what I mean? They know me for who I am, who I really am. So hey, hey, let me ask you a question just for the viewers. What you said the workhouse, man? Can you explain to the viewers what the workhouse is? Oh, the workhouse is the um is the correctional facility, Mercer County. 
Alright. You know what I mean? It's the worst Cali. Nah, I really don't even know why they call it the worst house, to be honest. Like, I've never even been locked up. This is the first time I've been locked up, but all my life they've been calling it the worst house, but I really don't even know why it's called that. All right, all right, we'll get back to that. Go ahead, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, so you know, like, I know so many people in there, so they helping me, you know, they helping me with certain things pertaining pertain to my case, you know, stuff like that. They, you know what I mean? People comfort you when they know you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They don't right, really right, want right, you. Right. That's just how it is in there. I don't, I, it's nothing like how they say on the movies, but you know, you run into some good, genuine people in there, you know, that want to help you out. You know, they, they give you, I had people in there giving me food and anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, wow. like, so wow. people, people look out, even, even niggas you don't even know. They from the other side of town. They be like, where you from? Like, you tell them where you from, they be like, oh, snap, why? Right. They help you out and anything. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, some yeah. niggas just be bringing heat on their own self, man, because they out here doing fuck shit. Right. You know wow. what I mean? Okay, okay. How long were you in the workhouse um, going through this? Oh, I was only in the workhouse for six weeks. But, like, it's dead, like, you know, six weeks ain't nothing. But it, it, it's... It's, it might be a little something to people that get in there, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, being on B-pop, that type of stuff will really help you humble yourself. Right. It really show you and let you know where you come from. Right, right, You right. know, stuff like that, but, you know what I mean? Ain't like, it's no joke in there. It's no joke. All right, man, I, I definitely appreciate your insight on everything, bro, but, uh. If you don't mind me asking, man, what type of state is New Jersey as far as, like, criminality? Like, is it a state where a lot of individuals take plea bargains? Or is it, like, a trial state where, you know, you take the case to trial and, you know, you take your chances? They definitely take pleas. Like, um, it's definitely a cop-out state. Like, I want to say 90% because a lot of people out there in Jersey they look at the time that they face and you know, sometimes it kind of scares them to, you know, cop out. You know, if they're not, like, if you're not strong enough, you know, some people don't even learn their case and they cop out. Right, you know what right, I mean? They don't right. even learn the strong evidence, but they got concrete evidence, or they just speaking, like, you know what I mean? Most of the time, the people just speak, they just telling you that they got this, and they don't even got that. But right, some people right. don't want to chance it because they scared of that time. They scared of, you know, to, to, to play Russian roulette. Mm. So when you was in the workhouse, uh, what type of climate was it there? Like, was it a lot of people in there that was just preparing to take a deal? Or was it a lot of soldiers in there fighting for... You got... You know, you, you 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 got a mixture. Like you got a mixture. You got some people that that's you know about to take a plea. You got some people you know that's in there struggling. You know they they going hard. They want to fight their case. You got some people in there, you know, dismissing their lawyers and they they like I'm gonna take this case on my own. Mm-hmm. You know they they trying to handle everything on their own. Like you know, and that's the, the that's kind of like I don't want to sound bad, but that's kind of like the beauty of it. You know, you see, you see some brothers in there. They being strong, they being confident. They want to fight their case. It's definitely way better than seeing one of them rat or whatever. Due to the current climate of the United States, you know, we had a lot of uh, individuals die at the hands of uh, police being unarmed. 
uh, one person in particular, George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. Right. A lot of protests are going out right now in respect to their untimely demise. Now, in your particular case, you were caught up in a situation that involved another black man. You know, so what would you say to the individuals that are on the street that are like, you know, they still, it's still like that black on black violence. You know, it's still like individuals in the street that's still trying to kill their brothers or their sisters. How would you explain that, explain this to them? Um, like, you know, at the same time, it's kind of like sad when you gotta see other people going at it with their with like with their own kind. But like then again, it's like I can't even like you know speak on what they. Cause some people sometimes like man, people cope with with beef or, or things that people say to them a lot of the, like different ways. A lot of the times, you know what I mean. Sometimes like you know some people tell people to suck their dick on Facebook and that like where I'm from that's like killing words like mm -hmm. like uh what are you saying you know what I mean so it get it get real sometimes right. you know what I mean right. some people right. like but you know I do on the other hand I do be I do wish that sometimes it could be better mm -hmm. you know what I mean because I don't I think that we struggle with realizing who we really are. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like we, we play a big part. We also play a big example to, to other cultures. Yeah. They yeah. look at us and, 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 and you know, they want to be what we, they want to do what we're doing. Or they want to be how we are. You know what I mean? But that just comes with being black. Right, right. So what would it take, in your opinion, what would it take for it to be peace on the streets in the black community as a whole? Okay, so I honestly think that we need more like OGs that, that, that used to come out and talk. Like we need more of that again mm -hmm. because to be honest, like these young boys not really trying to listen to you if you don't got no body, you know, stuff like that. They, they, they influenced by that. They don't want to, they, they think that if you're in the sad because they think that you don't know no better just because you, you you ain't got nobody. Like, you know what I'm saying, like that? But you got that under your belt. They like, oh yeah, he, he know what he telling you something, but they don't know that you got 12 uncles that done went through all that. So that's your experience right there. You know what I mean? They think that you don't know because you don't experience it your own self. But you have been through that life experience because you got an uncle that's been locked up all your life and he's doing 10 years, 15 years, every time he's locked up. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Right. And you 18 now and you just now seeing your uncle and he just now fixing his life up. He want to pray. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it's, it's, it's different. It's, I want to say it's levels to it. I agree, bro. I feel like you know, in our community, I love what you said about us being a pillar, you know, us being the representation. We set the tempo with these other races in these communities. They want to be like us. Right. Until it's time to be like us. Right. You right. Know? And the thing is, I just want to like get people to understand that, you know, we are leaders. You know, we do have capabilities of spearheading 
organizations and spearheaded right. just movements. And right. I'm so proud of my people. I'm proud to be a part of this, you know, a part of the protest, a part of the, you know, the change, because I really have a lot of profound hope in my blood that I feel like, yo, we really going to change. Like, it's going to be a, it's going to be a day where my daughter could come up and your, 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 your kid can come up. And they could say, you know, I can go out here and be all I can be right. and not have to worry about right. people telling me I can't be this because of the color of right. my skin. And I love that, man. And she like, I don't, I, I don't, I don't down nobody or I don't, you know, speak on, down on people who out there, you know, they may be looting or they may be struggling right. and they, they're, they're frustrated, they're mad, so they may be taking action in their own hands. I'm not mad at them. But I do believe that it's a way, it's, it's, a, it's a, a better way that we can handle that. You know what right. I mean? Because that's how powerful we are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they don't they don't want to see black unity. Right. Black unity is the most strongest thing that you ever could come against. Mm-hmm. The most strongest thing you ever could come against. Because if we come together with unity, we'll run this whole thing. Right. And that's what they don't want. Right. They, they fear with black people taking their time, you know, trying to speak, trying to build one of another, trying to spend our money with each other, trying to bank black, they 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 fear that. They fear that. So they their 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 main struggle, their mainstream thing that they want to get done is to break us apart with the liquor stores being built in the hood. You know, they bring the drugs in, you know they and it's only, it's mainstream in our communities. Mm-hmm. And that's what they want. They want the community to be down. That's why when we go through poverty, we be like, you might hear your aunt be like, I've been here for 30 years now, still there messed up. <laughs> they don't fix that. Yeah, they, yeah, they won't yeah. fix that because they want poverty to be messed up. Right, right. Like, it's crazy. Like, I go through my own self emotions because I gotta see, I got I got my niggas in the hood, they struggling to this day. I got some of my niggas in the hood that that don't see a way out. I got some of my niggas in the hood who mom's been served coke and they had to see that, they had to watch that. I mean, every day you gonna get up and be him. Every day you gonna get up, you gonna try to shoot the man who served your mom coke. It don't work like that. So some people had to cope with them things. And when right. you cope with them things, it's hard for you to, to break it mentally when you get older. Right. So it, right. it, it, it sometimes it breaks my heart having to see that. You you go down Walnut to this day and you will see big gaps because they tore down homes and they never replaced them. Stuff like that. And, and they slowly try to gentrify the community. Mm. And it's crazy. Instead of trying to help us and build us up so we can make our community stronger, they want to do the opposite. They just want to tear us down. Yeah, yeah, I agree, bro. Well spoken from a from a from a, a Trenton native, man. And I definitely want to ask you a final question, man. This was a great interview. Was um, if you had the capability and ability to change the hood, right? What would you do? What would you change? I would change, you know, I, I honestly think that we need more productivity. Like, I believe that we need more activities, recreational. I, I believe that we need 
more sports. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and you know, we need to get to know more of our young brothers, our young children out here. Mm-hmm. Like, I believe, because we really don't know what they're battling inside. We don't know what their real, you know, desires are. Mm-hmm. Like, we have so many young kids who can actually play sports, but we don't know that because we letting them run around and they, they, you know what I mean? They listening to what they hearing. They, they, they go by some people, they might hear how they talk. They want to be just like that. Like, you know, that's just how you, and when you come up as a black kid in the hood, the first thing you want to be, they may ask you what you want to be in school. You be, I want to be a doctor or a lawyer, but man, to be honest, you want to be a gangster. You want to be a getting money, a getting money gangster. But, once you start to see that route and see what really comes to it, you're like, man, that ain't even worth it. Right. Uncle Tyrone did 30 off that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And no matter how much money you've seen, you had to do 30 years. That money gone now. Right, right. So I right. think that we should, you know what I mean? We should, we, they, they should let us build, man. We, mm-hmm. we need to build more. We just need to build and unify, basically. Yeah. Build, yeah, that's unify, the, that's the, teach the right. That's the main step we need to take. And once we take that, it'll be game over. All right. Well, look, Hattie, man, I appreciate you coming on the platform, brother. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Much love. Yeah, you know what I mean? You know how me and you do, man. Hey, man, I just want to wish everybody safe, well wishes. Stay safe from the virus. With time we can, another episode in the books. My main man, Hattie, good kid, Mad City. What time we can, we out.